the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, November the 22nd, 2021, in the year of our Lord. On November 22nd, 1963, John F. Kennedy, the 35th President of the United States, was shot to death during a motorcade in Dallas. I'm sure you remember that. I'm sure you remember probably where you were when you heard that. Texas Governor John B. Conley, he was riding in the same car as Kennedy. He was seriously wounded. Lee Harvey Oswald was arrested. Vice President Lyndon B. Johnson was sworn in as president. Today in 1718, English pirate Edward Teach, we know him as Blackbeard. He was killed during a battle off present-day North Carolina. Today in 1906, the SOS distress signal was adopted by the International Radio Telegraphic Convention in Berlin. Today in 1935, a flying boat, the China Clipper, they called it, took off from Alameda, California, carrying more than 100,000 pieces of mail. It was Pan Am Airlines carrying mail on the first Trans-Pacific airmail flight. Today in 1977, regulation passenger service began between New York and Europe on the supersonic Concorde. It was a trial basis. It worked for a while, but they retired that funny-looking Concorde. It looked like a pencil with wings. Today in 1990, British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, having failed to win re-election to the Conservative Party leadership on the first ballot, she announced she would resign. Today in 2005, Angela Merkel, she took power as Germany's first female chancellor. That's a few things that happened in history today. Over the weekend, five people died, at least five. More than 40 people were injured when an SUV sped through a barricade into a Christmas parade in suburban Milwaukee, Waukesha, Wisconsin. Waukesha authorities confirmed the deaths in a statement late last night. Police said the numbers could change as many people transported themselves to the hospitals. No names or ages of the dead were immediately released. A person of interest is in custody, but no details have been given on a possible motive, Associated Press is saying about an hour ago. However, 10 minutes ago at 10 to 9, just before I came on the air, live, as this program originates, local TV station is reporting, and Fox is reporting, that this guy that was being held, this Brooks guy, uh, has a long-time criminal record going back to 1999. They apparently think he was either driving that red SUV or he was in it or something, but... Um, about 10 minutes ago, I saw, and I, I haven't confirmed this, I just saw it before I said good morning on this program live, but I saw something, and I think it was from Fox, that said that this Brooks has been released on bail. If 
if Brooks was driving that car that drove into that Christmas parade, a band that was marching, I read that a one of a priest from a local Catholic church was had either been killed or was seriously injured. Um, five, at least five people dead, at least 40 people injured. Um, why did they release him on bail? I mean, I don't know the answer to that. I, I'm just asking it. I'm sure a lot of people are asking it now. But as we speak, things are developing. We're learning more about what happened at the Christmas parade in suburban Milwaukee. It's really sad that those kinds of things occur in a culture of a nation that was founded on biblical principles and biblical truth. Now, we can fight that and we can say as much as we want to, oh, we're a secular nation. We're not a religious nation. I didn't say we were. I said we were founded on basic fundamental biblical principles. It's sad to see where we are today in light of where we started. Over the weekend, Associated Press on Friday was reporting this. KEPR in the Tri-Cities, that's the, um, I think that's the CBS affiliate. In fact, I know it is. Como News in Seattle is reporting. Richland, Washington, a florist in Washington State, you know her as Baronel Stutzman, who was in an eight-year legal battle that reached the U.S. Supreme Court, will retire after settling with the same-sex couple whose wedding she refused. Well, I like to say she declined. She didn't refuse, but that's what they use that word because it gets, it communicates what they want you to think about the case. Baronel Stutzman of Richland, Washington, announced the settlement Thursday, saying she has paid $5,000 to Robert Ingersoll. Tri-City Herald is talking about that. She also wished Ingersoll, who had been her customer at Arlene's Flowers for almost a decade, the very best. I've talked to her a number of times on the phone over the years while this was going on. She is a very nice woman, but she's very devout in her beliefs. Ingersoll and his husband, Kurt Freed, husband in quotes, I would say. It's not, of course, in the press. But they plan to donate the settlement payment to the local PFLAG, that's a homosexual activist group, personally match the $5,000 that Baronell paid them. Of course, Robert... <laughs> Bob Ingersoll, he's weighed in on it, of course, he would. The agreement allows Stutzman to preserve her conscience, but not forcing her to act against her Southern Baptist religious beliefs. The Associated Press says that the attorneys with Alliance Defending Freedom said in a statement, I'm willing to turn the legal battle for freedom over to others, Baronell said. She's 77 years old, they, they say here. It's time to retire and give my business to someone else. Freed and Ingersoll put out a statement on Thursday. It was reported on Friday. We took on this case because we were worried about the harm being turned away would cause LGBTQ people. So they didn't do this for themselves. They did it for others. We're glad that the Washington Supreme Court rulings will stay in place to ensure that same-sex couples are 
are protected from discrimination and should be served by businesses like anyone else. Attorney General Bob Ferguson, he said, we are pleased, I'm sure he is, to to hear that Arlene Flowers and Baronel Stutzman have reached an agreement with the couple they refused to serve, and so goes. That gives you just, there's more, but that gives you just an idea of the, kind of the tone of how the reporting is going on Baronel. She stood strong and she has not wavered in her stand for the Lord and for biblical principles. She's now stepping down as far as trying to run the business. It's interesting how when the state teams up with homosexual activists, the damage they can do over time because they never run out of money because they're spending your money to defeat you in many cases. That was the case of Baronel Stutzman, a small business owner who paid her taxes and then those who received the taxes came back to punish her for her beliefs, biblical beliefs. That's what it amounts to. You will not find that on any of the news sources that I just mentioned is covering it. But nonetheless, I think you know that. I'm just confirming or affirming what happened. I want to just take a moment and thank you for your support. Um, We are fully funded by those who support us. There are those that would want to and, and have approached us to advertise on this program or advertise on our website. I pretty much, not pretty much, I have consistently turned that down because that can go where we don't want to go um, and get us into even legal situations where if somebody wanted to advertise and I didn't agree with their advertising and I didn't want it in the middle of what we're talking about, uh, that could become a real issue. And then if we pulled them off, uh, we, I mean, Baronel Stutzman's path could become our path. And I just don't feel that's the path that we want to walk on. I'm, I'm a capitalist. I, I believe in free trade and, and advertising. And, I mean, it's all great. But it just doesn't work for us. So, consequently, our 100% of our support comes from those of you who listen and believe in what we're doing. Thank you for supporting us. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98. 98- 009. Box 399 Bellevue 98009. Or you can go to our website, faithandandfreedom.us, not .com, but .us. You can contribute there. And many of you are, in fact, more and more people are contributing, contributing online. So thank you for that. And thank you for those of you who write the check and put it in the mail. It means a great deal to us. And it allows us to do what I believe God has called me to do. The world kind of rocked. Several cities rioted Friday evening and over the weekend. The verdict came down for Kyle Rittenhouse, accused of killing two men and injuring another. He did. Not guilty on all counts, is what the court said. That's not what the left wanted to hear, including the president, our own president of the United States. He didn't like it. He didn't like the verdict. And he said so. While saying he believed in our trial by jury system, President Biden said he did not agree with the verdict. Well, on what basis did he follow? Does he know all that was presented to the jurors? Does he think the jurors are lying and perjuring themselves? That's what he said. Daquan Nichols 
He's a rising leader in the Black Lives Matter movement. He expressed on Instagram his sadness and his anger. He said on James Madison University Instagram account, he said Rittenhouse was charged with murdering and taking away two beautiful black lives. Two beautiful black lives? There are several things that we have learned from this Kyle Rittenhouse case that I think is worth mentioning. I want to talk to you a little bit about it today. The Seattle Times, I noticed, ran a kind of a featured op-ed today. It's written by, uh, I believe, an Asian woman, to put it in perspective. It's very lengthy, and it's all negative. And she begins by saying the curtains were pulled back on what's really going on in this nation by the Rittenhouse trial. I... Um, I'm not going to take the time to to go through a lot of what she said, only to say that she is agrees with Joe Biden. She does not agree with the jury. But here's part of what she said in her um, op-ed, and she's quoting an author, Roxanne Gay, who tweeted on Friday. Roxanne Gay, the author, said, I knew Rittenhouse would be acquitted but it is gutting to witness the inevitable, to know that there will be consequences for the judge, no consequences for the judge, and to know Rittenhouse and others like him will be more emboldened to be openly white supremacist vigilantes. It's Halloween. That's interesting because Rittenhouse said he supported BLM. He said, I'm a supporter of Black Lives Matter. I don't know to what degree, but He said that to the press over the weekend. That's how out of touch some of these people are that the Seattle Times prints. They don't care if it's relevant. They just care what the content is so they can put it out there and they can influence and mislead the public and misinform the public. He's not a vigilante. A guy pointed a gun at Rittenhouse and and Rittenhouse shot him. He didn't kill the guy with the gun, but he killed the other two with him. And all of them now have a long, long, criminal record, we find out. The parents of one of the men that Rittenhouse shot and killed, this is from the Seattle Times this morning, Anthony Huber, he expressed their dismay about the decision on Friday. Quote, today's verdict means there is no accountability for the person who murdered our son. Karen Bloom and John Huber wrote, it sends the acceptable message, the unacceptable message that armed civilians can show up in any town, incite violence, and then use the danger they have created to justify shooting people in the street. We hope that decent people will join us in forcefully rejecting that message and demanding more of our laws, our officials, and our justice system. Daquan Nichols at James Madison University, though, is okay with what he's doing. Yeah, they're, they're cheering him on, probably helping support him, either directly or indirectly. Nichols who is promoting his own documentary, which is about himself. He's a black young man. It's for a film fest in December coming up. He was promoting the documentary when the Instagram post on the university Instagram account turned a little somber. He said, this is Nichols, thank you to D or JMU, James Madison University. Thank you to the entire Duke family. He said, I simply wanted to publicly announce that verdict with the Kyle Rittenhouse case has been nothing more than a disgusting, and then it be, the audio became a little in, 
audible. I, I couldn't understand. It was, it was kind of garbled what he was saying. But he goes on to discuss what it's really like to be black in America. And then I could understand the the um, the audio again. And he said, quote, all the protesting, everything we went through in 2020, we we he said we twice really would think it would make a change. But it clearly doesn't. We scream, Black Lives Matter, he said, but it doesn't matter enough for these people who are in power, the jury, the judge, anybody to charge this man with murdering and taking away two beautiful black lives at the ripe ages of 26 and 36. It's disgusting. Concluding, he said, we can't go to the store. We can't lay in bed. We can't even protest without our lives being on the line. And that's what we fight for. Two beautiful black lives. The problem with Mr. Nichols' rage and publicly funded James Madison University's inability to educate is that they don't know what they're talking about. Rittenhouse had indeed been charged with and found not guilty as a matter of self-defense. The two men whose lives he was charged with taking away were Anthony Huber and Jack Rosenbaum. And they are, respectively, 26 and 36. But they're white. They're not black. The other man who was shot but not killed because he was pointing his firearm at this kid, Rittenhouse, he's white too. Nobody's black. Nobody's Asian. Nobody's anything but white in this whole thing. Why have they tried to co-opt this and this guy's lying on this university Instagram account saying two beautiful black lives? Well, they weren't black. Beautiful lives? Yeah, we're all created in the image of God, in the likeness of God himself. All life is beautiful and all life is is sacred. But good grief, that wasn't the point. The point was the color of their skin, and it isn't black, it's white. They both have rap sheets as long as your arm. Rosenbaum was convicted of multiple counts of sexual contact with a minor, He'd been charged with even more, but had agreed to a plea deal. The court was also been asked to revoke his probation. He was out on bond over a domestic abuse battery accusation. Huber was convicted in a strangulation case and had recently been accused of domestic abuse. This Gage Grosskrantz, whom Rittenhouse shot, but he didn't die. He's the guy that pointed the gun at, at the kid at Rittenhouse. He had raised his handgun, advanced toward him, He, too, is white. James Madison University immediately following the verdict took down Nichols' post about this being a racist matter. It wasn't. It really was self-defense. And all these jurors put themselves into this and put themselves on the line and probably put their lives in danger because there's a vast number of people in America who said, nope, that's not justice. Justice is only when the jury rules and, and and decides in our favor. If I don't like the outcome, then it's injustice. It's racist. How pathetic is that? Was the university bearing the name of founder James Madison that uninformed? I doubt it. Or were they simply trying to mislead the public by allowing the fraudulent post in the first place? I don't know what they were thinking, but I know what they did. Nichols probably didn't know the difference because he was educated by people from James Madison University. 
James Madison would roll over in his grave if he knew they had put his name on that university. But Nichols probably didn't even know because he's been educated to protest, not to think. That's what public education does. And James Madison University is a government-subsidized educational unit. He probably didn't know the difference. The Wisconsin right now news website is the conservative website, and it's re, it's regional. It's for Wisconsin, obviously, but uh, the close some of the close by neighboring cities. But they ran quite an article, and they do a pretty good job. I I'm aware of them from the past on other things, but they do a pretty good job. They're conservative, but they're pretty. I haven't seen them, you know, outside the rails on their reporting. What they've re- reported that I've seen over time, and again, I, I don't know anybody there. I don't think I do. But anyway, they they've de- they said, we've decided to tell you the criminal histories of the three men, including Joseph Rosenbaum and Anthony Huber, who were involved in the Kenosha shooting in Wisconsin. And they said, here's why. You need to know the truth. Be informed. Well, I like that phrase. We use it a lot ourselves. They said, we, th- <clears throat> we think the public is entitled to know all of the context to properly understand what unfolded that night. And they go into this in-depth article. I mean, it's really, it's it's long. I mean, it takes, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes to read it, perhaps. I, I didn't read the whole thing, but I scanned a lot of it and read a good part of it. But the article is in-depth and it's informative. And I included that in an article that I wrote today about this Rittenhouse case. And... Um, if you're interested, if you want to know a lot more about it, some of you just, you know, you, you don't care about knowing all of it. You just want to know kind of the bottom line. But if you want to know more, you can go there and it's it's uh, linked. We always link our sources in the article that I write every day. We, we put a lot into that to try to get it right and at least tell you if you disagree with us, tell you where we're getting the information that we're building these daily articles on Faith and Freedom Daily. And we've been doing that. I've been writing that for a long time. And uh, it is an effort for myself and others to get this published every day. But we do it because it impacts a lot of people. In fact, it's read even outside the U.S. and a number of foreign countries. But anyway, they said we want to get to the bottom of this. And they do. They, They give a lot of information there. And again, theirs is all very well sourced. But uh, on Friday night, Fox News' Tucker Carlson, he began with these words, Tucker, on Friday night. He said a rapist called Joseph Rosenbaum was released from a mental hospital, then went directly to join a mob that was burning downtown Kenosha. Rosenbaum dies as he had lived, trying to touch an unwilling minor. Jason Rance on KTTH radio in Seattle reported that. Rosenbaum was a convicted pedophile and felon who raped multiple children. He spent a decade in prison before attacking Rittenhouse on the street in Kenosha during the Black Lives Matter rioting last summer. The Pima County, Arizona clerk of courts confirmed that Rosenbaum was charged with a grand jury with 11 counts of child molestation and inappropriate sexual activity with children, including anal rape. The victims were five boys ranging in age from 9 to 11 years old. The other two men, Anthony Huber and Gage Crossgrants, also had lengthy criminal records. Rosenhaus was 17 when this occurred. 
He was little more than a child. But he did know how to protect himself. And yes, he was carrying a gun. Witnesses testified to the jury that Rittenhouse did not fire his gun until Grosskrantz raised his pistol and aimed it right at him. There will be consequences from this, no doubt about that. I mean, this isn't going to go away quickly because it's rippling across the media culture today and across America. But people are asking the question, legal scholars, could Joe Biden be sued for his comments that he made about Rittenhouse when he was a candidate before he became president? Even Newsweek, yes, Newsweek, is noting that Kyle Rittenhouse could argue that President Biden defamed him with a tweet apparently linking him with a white supremacist. Because he's he's not. A, law, a lawyer who won a defamation case for the student Nicholas Sandman. Remember that kid? He had on that red Make America Great Again MAGA hat. And he was standing there. He and a bunch of his Catholic friends from a Catholic high school had been part of this massive pro-life uh, march in Washington, D.C. It was last January. Remember that? And he was standing there, and this Indian guy, kind of a weird-looking guy, really, he had a drum, little drum thing, and he was beating on it. He was getting right in this kid's face, CNN. They grabbed that picture of these two guys face-to-face, and they went with the thing saying, here's a Catholic pro-life kid who marches for pro-life, but he's a racist and he's discriminating and blah, blah, blah. As it turned out, if, if anyone took time, and everybody did eventually, to look at the context of that videotape, the kid was just standing there waiting for his bus. The Indian guy with the drum approached him and was beating it right in his face, almost taunting him. Well, anyway, fast forward to today. Sandman, the kid, his lawyer won the case and CNN settled for an undisclosed amount of money, but it was a lot of money from everything I've read. Joe Biden at the time, the candidate, was clearly, he put out a, a deal about President Trump was was refused to disavow a white supremacist on the debate stage, and then he put a picture of this Rittenhouse kid holding a weapon right beside Trump, making the association that he was a Trump supporter and making the association that he was a white supremacist. A number of lawyers are saying that Biden's words and the message is actionable for a lawsuit. We'll see. But Sandman himself, the kid, he's mature now. He's That's been, what, two or three years ago now. But he says he thinks the Rittenhouse family should sue to hold the media accountable. And now that the left has acted as uninformed fools over the Rittenhouse case, they will pivot to passionately calling for gun control, which actually means gun confiscation. And that's where we are today, and that's what's going on. St. George Tucker, on talking about Blackstone's commentaries of the laws in England, he said, this may be the considered paladin of liberty. The right of self-defense is the first law of nature. In most governments, it has been the study of rulers to confine this right within the narrowest limits possible. He said, whenever standing armies are kept and the right of the people to keep and bear arms is under any color or pretext whatsoever prohibited, liberty, if not already annihilated, is on the brink of destruction. So very, very true. James Madison 
was a great proponent of self-defense. We should be too. And that's a part of what America is all about. Hey, thanks for being with me today. It's always a pleasure, always a privilege. We'll see you right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.